They have pierced my hands and my feet. They have numbered all my bones. They shall look upon him whom they pierced. The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brethren, on this octave day of Easter, after a glorious and joyful celebration of the anniversary of our redemption, we are still invited to contemplate with the tender love our Saviour, victorious against death, sin and devil, victorious by obedience to repair the disobedience of the first created man, victorious out of love of God and for his creatures against the evil hate of Satan who didn't know or believe that he was the Son of God, the promised Messiah, the one to come and accomplish any single prophecy about him. He was announced, we were expecting, we have been praying for 4,000 years as we sing in our Christmas carols. And here he is, and he will never leave us anymore. He is above us, attached upon the cross at the top of our altar, and even outside, being above this area of New Brighton for more than 80 years until now, the victorious cross at the top of our dome being the highest point of our of the part of our of the highest point of this part of our beloved country. We asked all along this journey of penance during Lent while we were devoutly praying the Station of the Cross. We asked him to nail our hearts to his feet, that it ever remained there to love him and never more to leave him. We were deeply lucky all along this Holy Week and Easter Week to contemplate all the sufferances of our dear Redeemer through the reproduction of the Holy Shroud of Turin, exposed at the back of our church, showing us the immense love of our Saviour, who, being innocent, was taken like a lamb without voice before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In humility his judgment was taken away, his generation who shall declare, for his life shall be taken from earth as we can read in the prophet Isaiah. Today, as everything has been consummated, and our Lord is now victoriously risen from the dead, we should, we can, we must humbly approach him to testify with our own eyes through the faith, the resurrection. Like St. Thomas, we contemplate the five wounds of Christ, the same wounds through which he suffered so much for the sake of most of us. Those five wounds that Jesus kept in his divine body after the resurrection as an evidence of the truth of his passion. And to also symbolize, to promise for all of us that all our pains, our prayers, our sacrifices, will still be ours as part of our reward in our glorified body when we will reach again 
with Jesus at the end of the time. We can find several meanings in the five wounds of Christ, the hands, the feet, and the heart. It's my honor and pleasure to call back to your memory several of these. The five grain of incense that the deacon fixed into the Paschal candle during the consecration of the candle at Easter Vigil. The five crosses engraved in each altar stone. The five grains of your rosary beads upon which you say the Our Father. The five fingers of your own hand joined together to make a beautiful sign of the cross starting and finishing each of your prayers, each of your days. St. Bernard the Clerical wrote himself a prayer to honor the wounds of Christ, Salavimundi Salutare, praying the holy wounds of Christ one by one and even adding two more. Adoring the feet nailed to the cross, adoring the knees upon which Jesus fell three times, Adoring the hands nailed, nailed also to the cross. Adoring the sides struck by the scourging at the pillar. Adoring the breast hit by the soldiers. Adoring the heart pierced by the spursing lunges. And finally, adoring the head, the face of Jesus, crowned with thorns and so many times slapped and covered with feet. The same face that St. Veronica washed with her towel during the way of the cross. This meditation of the five wounds of Christ under all the sufferances of the Passion inspired so many artists and musicians such as Dietrich Buxtiud who took the prior of St. Bernard to write seven cantatas for choirs, one for each wound and also John Sebastian Bach, who took from the meditation of St. Bernard some inspiration for the choirs of his St. Matthew's Passion. The devotion to the five wounds is an opportunity made to us to approach our Savior, humbly like St. Thomas, who firstly didn't believe, but then adored the mystery. Like newly born children, as we sang in the interim this morning, let's come to Jesus. We are all indeed newly born children with the grace of the baptism, which made us participating in the life of Jesus. This same life which he is having and maintain him constantly united with the Father and the Holy Ghost. The same life which is pushing us to come to him to stay with it. Even the Gregorian melody of this beautiful interlude is inviting us to lightness and joy, the same lightness and joy of the children running towards their father, towards their mother. The Gregorian mode used to ornate these beautiful and simple words is expressing the spiritual childhood that we must all feel and live in this Easter time. We truly are like St. Thomas today, and our astonishment is marked even in the tune of the Curiali that we will sing all along Easter tide. 
showing our surprise before this incredible truth. Jesus is risen and he showed himself to us. Firstly, we didn't want to admit it, but he showed himself to us. He asked us to come and see, contemplate, adore the wounded hands and his feet, to place our hand into his side, to receive from him the truth he wants out of his immense love to share with us. The Gregorian mode again in the Kyrie is expressing our faith. As the melody stopped, it seemed that our prayer is continuing in silence and meditation. The communion antiphon that we will sing later in the Mass today is also taken from the word of Jesus himself. And again, we cannot hear in the melody any reproach from Jesus because of our lack of faith. We could imagine hearing these, a smiling father looking with tenderness at his son who couldn't believe the gift he was to receive. Come and put your hand and know the place of the nails and be not faithless but believing. Let's come to adore our Divine Redeemer. He is there, victorious, expecting us like a father is expecting his child, ready to forgive him for the past offences. Because he was dead and now is alive again. Because he was lost and he is found. He wants to bless us with his divine hands, marked with the nails. He wants to open the way to heaven, walking on his feet, marked with the same nails. He wants to share with us the fullness of charity from his heart. Hid there, upon the cross above our altar, his feet are attached, he's waiting for us. His arms are extended, he wants to welcome all of us. His side is opened, he wants to share with us a treasure of grace. His crowned head is bowing towards us. He wants to give us a sign of peace and reconciliation. Jesus is waiting to give us his divine blessing in the name of the Father, of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.